Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. Hi, I'm Ben Greenman. I'm an editor at The New Yorker magazine and the author of a number of books of fiction, including Superbad, Superworse, and my new book, which is called A Circle is a Balloon and Compass Both. The new book is subtitled Stories About Human Love, because that's what it is. In past books, I've been accused of being sort of too, I guess, brainy or bloodless or calculating. And uh, some of those, I wouldn't say they were uh, uh, criticism so much as direct personal attacks. Um, I have nothing against emotions, as it turns out. I feel them almost every day. So as a result, I, I set out for this book to collect work that was a little bit more uh, emotional without being sentimental, and particularly stories about relationships, which through thousands of years of civilization and medical advances and technological advances, we've yet to be able to figure out any better than we did thousands of years ago. Uh, today's story that I'm going to read is titled Black, Gray, Green, Red, Blue, A Letter from a Famous Painter on the Moon. It's the first story in the new book, and it requires very little explanation that isn't already in the very long title. Dear Lucille Bogan, Fifteen years ago, when I left the earth, I was just another struggling painter in New York City. My canvases were of two varieties, expressionistic black and gray cityscapes that often featured hunched figures collapsed inside oversized trench coats and brightly colored nudes of you. One June day I made up my mind to abandon the darker side of my nature and embrace what was good in the world. I came to your apartment and leaned on the buzzer. Hello, you said. It's me, I said. We had dinner. We had dessert. We went to bed and drank a few glasses of red wine, after which I made my case for embracing what was good in the world. You know what that means? For us? You seem to. We went to sleep perpendicular to one another. Your head was on my chest. The next morning when I woke up, I was on the moon. You were not. I cursed. I kicked a stone and it flew for what seemed like miles. Low gravity has its advantages. By noon, though, I had recovered my composure sufficiently to invent the style of painting that would bring me international, indeed interplanetary, renown. It was brighter and more vivid even than the nudes. It exploded with color. Here on the moon, that kind of thing was in great demand and has continued to be. Dear Lucille Bogan, Four days ago here on the moon, I fell and hit my head on the corner of a table. I got up almost immediately. Low gravity has its advantages. But I had a dizzy spell, then a fainting spell, then a swoon. It turns out that the culprit was not the fall at all, but rather a moderately severe case of something called long-time moon resident dissociative disorder, or LAMROD. Symptoms include slight dizziness. I'm going to go lie down for a moment. Dear Lucille Bogan, Another symptom of Lamrod is that you tend to start letters over again, even though you have started them already. Dear Lucille Bogan, Last night I went to see a friend of mine named Christoph Janikowski. He's here on the moon too, has been since 92. He came here with his son, Christoph Janikowski Jr. Christoph Janikowski likes to call him the Hebe Dwarf because I guess the mother is Jewish. 
Christoph Janikowski also likes to pretend that he hates his ex-wife, although I happen to know that they have a perfectly amicable separation and that he still treasures her opinion on most matters. Christoph Janikowski wanted to discuss a book he has written. It's called Blocane and Shabu, and it's a black exploitation thriller set on the earth in which one guy does another guy a solid. Christoph Janikowski is a goddamned idiot, and I told him so, right in front of that heap dwarf. He took a swing at me and landed a punch on my shoulder, but it barely hurt. Low gravity has its advantages. Dear Lucille Bogan, Another effect of Lamrod is that you start to question yourself. This letter seems to me no more interesting than a Fabian Milk report. And maybe Blocane and Shabu isn't that bad after all. Dear Lucille Bogan, or is it terrible? This Lamrod is immensely frustrating. I am a famous artist. My work has been exhibited in the Art Museum of the Moon, the Modern Moon Art Museum, and the Lunar Art Institute. So why can't I render a confident and irrevocable judgment on the quality of Blocane and Shabu? I'm going to the doctor right now. Dear Lucille Bogan, The doctor who was short and who would have been considered fat back when I was on Earth, but is now simply round, low gravity has its advantages, gave me a green pill. Doctors here on the moon are like that. They think that pills solve everything. When I was walking back from the doctor's office, I saw Krzysztof Janikowski. He turned to avoid me, but I went up to him and clapped him on the back. You know, I said, my opinion about the book is simply my opinion. If I had listened to every jerk who expressed skepticism during the three hours it took me to become a famous painter, I might never have done so. Krzysztof Janikowski laughed. I know, he said, but I appreciate your honesty, and I think I figured out the problem. I think the title should be reversed. Shabu and Blocane is much better. I shrugged. It didn't seem to matter. So maybe the doctor and his green pill were the answer after all. Dear Lucille Bogan, Now it is tomorrow, and I am in such despair that I must call the doctor again. Dear Lucille Bogan, The doctor told me that despair is a side effect of the green pill. First you feel real good, he said, and then you feel real bad. I asked him why he didn't warn me about that before. Because I am better friends with Christoph Janikowski, he said. The heap dwarf is my godson. He laughed merrily. You'll want to tear off your face all afternoon, he said, but it should be gone by tomorrow. Dear Lucille Bogan, Now it is tomorrow again, and I am in even greater despair. I called the doctor. Crap, he said, and rushed right over. He gave me a red pill and then began to take my pulse, to listen to my breathing, to palpate me about the neck and jaw. Then he stopped. Whose paintings are these, he said. I told him they were mine. They are beautiful, he said, absolutely beautiful. I told him that I was famous. I don't really follow the art world, he said, but I know what I like. I especially like that one. I followed his finger and found that he was pointing toward a small canvas near the bookshelf. It was a foot square, hung at diamond angle. It was painted from memory. It was a portrait of you. At once my despair lifted. Unfortunately, it was replaced by a crippling pain that radiated from my Adam's apple and quickly reached my head and stomach. I fell to the ground, screaming. Aha, the doctor said. I think I know what the matter is. He produced a blue pill and threw it into the air. While it fell, he explained to me what he thought was happening. Low gravity has its advantages. The red pill, he said, tends to dredge up emotional pain, and then when the source of that pain is identified, convert all psychological burden into acute physical pain. 
I asked him what the blue pill did. Painkiller, he said, and left. Dear Lucille Bogan, Another effect of Lamrod is that you tend to digress before you get to the point. Luckily, the red pill curbs that digressive effect somewhat. So this is the point. I miss you. I miss you terribly. I miss you horribly. I miss you painfully. I know that I am expressing myself clumsily. I am a painter, not a writer. I regret almost every second that has passed since I went to sleep on the earth and woke up on the moon. I was blithely unaware of how wretched and empty my life would feel without you. Remember? I cursed and kicked a stone. These are the behaviors of a child who has misplaced a toy, not a man who has been separated from a woman. Once about a year ago, I was walking outside, and I saw Christoph Janikowski with Christoph Janikowski, Jr. This was when Blokane and Shabu was just a glint in his eye. He talked about it, but he had not written a word. Christoph Janikowski was on his back on a blanket on the ground. He had his, hi- his hands behind his head. He was sunbathing and listening to the radio. Christoph Janikowski, Jr. was running around, playing, making noise. Boys will be boys. But then that Christoph Janikowski, Jr. came and lay down on the blanket. He tucked himself into the crook of his own arm, and then he shifted so that he was perpendicular to his father. That little heap dwarf looked like he was in heaven. I started to cry. At the time, I had no idea why. Dear Lucille Bogan, This blue pill is making a fool of me. It does nothing. The pain is still in my throat and head and belly. I long for the days before the red pill, for the days when I was afflicted only with lamrod, and the despair has returned with even greater ferocity. Evidently the green pill works in cycles. This morning I dashed off a small painting, in dour black and gray, of a lone figure scuttling across a rainy alleyway. When I finished I had a sudden urge to climb to the roof of my house and jump off. I didn't, though, because I would probably just float to the ground like a feather. Low gravity has its disadvantages. To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, please visit www.kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED. (laughs) 